0: Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Hey, first of all, I just want to say uh, how thankful I am to, to be at the DLR campus. Uh, I really am, Yeah, I mean, seriously. Um, this is, you know, 2020 uh, was a Crazy year, I think, for a lot of people, for all of us as humanity. Uh, 2021 has started off equally as uh, at the times confusing and difficult as as Bronson prayed. My my mom and dad got COVID. My mom's recovering slowly, but you know, just things are hitting home, man. You know what I mean? Like real problems, real issues, and uh, my family. We, you know, we weren't immune. We went through those things, and during a season of. A lot of prayer and questioning, and uh, Bronson and Callie didn't just welcome me and Katarina here. They pursued me. And I'm thankful for that, man. Thankful for that pursuit and that love and that. And so today's a, a special day for me. I've preached here a couple times, but this is my first time preaching as one of the pastors in the house. So, you know, man, I'm just honored to be here and very, very thankful. And so. But listen, like, like I said, some, some of you, you know, maybe you had a, a rough 2020 and 2021 and started off too much better. I don't know. But uh, I, I want to just echo what Bronson said and recognize that there are people that feel truly broken during this time. People that feel betrayed, people that feel marginalized or ignored. And I just want you to know the heart of this church is to come after you. It's to love you and to listen, but not just listen because we care. That's not enough. It's listen and be willing to change ourselves. Listen and be willing to say, hey, what can we do differently? And tonight, Pastor Bronson is going to be talking about some things in our worship night. I want to invite you to be here to worship God with us, to pray with us. This is going to be an amazing year, but it's, I think it starts tonight, man. I really do. And I'm just fired up to be a part of it. And I, and I wanted to invite you to that, but if this year has been a difficult year for you, or gosh, it's been like three weeks. <laughs> I keep saying it's like 2020 kind of just keep going for a while. You know what I mean? Soon, 2020 will be over. But, but I just I want y'all to know we care, and we care enough to listen and even even change some things. And I just hope you you can uh, you can help us, and we can help you. Amen. So t- today um, I'm, I'm talking about a topic. We're, we're in this series like how do we how do we walk with God and you know last last week we talked about solitude and how important it is and Uh, My my wife is incredible, and she's really just stepping into all these things with yoga and getting into this thing. And I'm just watching her at times, like, just, like, zoned in and just alone and, like, doing her thing. And I'm just like, I wish I could make my brain do that, you know, like, (laughs) because my brain doesn't turn off, man. I am not good at solitude. Bronson challenged my butt off last weekend. I was like, I hate you. Just stop talking. You know, I I don't want this. But it's so important. But there's another thing that's important. When it comes to walking with God, and it's are you willing to say yes to him? Are you willing to say yes to what God has for you? And today I want to encourage everybody in this room. We're going to have a little bit of fun, but this is going to be a challenging message. I'm going to challenge you to say yes. I'm going to challenge you to go to your garden like Jesus did. and In the toughest moment, say yes to him. And so I'm going to pray real quick. We're going to dive in. Our source text for today is in Matthew It's uh, chapter 26. We're going to be in verses 36 and onward. And I'm just telling you, man, it's going to be a good morning. But, Lord, we just ask you for the courage to start by listening. Just listen to you today. There might be some things you're going to challenge us with. There might be some things you're going to encourage us on. But I think everybody in this room, including myself, are going to be challenged to say yes to some difficult things so that we can walk with you. In Jesus' name, help us do it. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So, has anybody, have a little fun. Has anybody in here ever been challenged to do something, like somebody asked you to do something and it was hard to say yes to it? You know, like uh, you were at a theme park and somebody said dude let's ride this roller coaster and you're like uh nope you know what I mean like I don't want to do that or maybe it's you're afraid of heights and a friend wants to take you on a hike and there's like this little tiny ridge walk and you just gotta you know what I mean you're just freaking out you're afraid yeah you had to say yes you had to say yes what maybe it's uh you're on a mission trip or are in a family member's house and they serve something and you had to say yes to eating it you know what I'm talking about And just a side note real quick, my thing on this deal, just in case you ever need to wonder about me, Pastor O, what he thinks, my deal is people that eat peaches in public. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. That should be illegal. You need to get a room with that piece of fruit, okay, because there's a lot of sucking and noises going on that is sick and wrong, and uh, I'm just putting that out there for all y'all. I mean, no, okay? Just stop. All right, anyway, so that's my thing. You ask me to eat a peach, I'm going to say no. If you ask to eat a peach in front of me in public, I'm going to say no, okay? No. Uh, anyway, there's all these things. We, we say yes to them sometimes out of pressure. Sometimes we say yes out of pride. Sometimes we say yes out of wanting to grow. My wife, we were in New Zealand one time, and she said, Chris, I want to, she's German, she said, Chris, I want to go skydiving. And I'm like, Sure, babe. You know, like acting like I'm—I've got this—and I wanted to say no, but pride. You know, I was like, my wife wants to do something epic. I better do something epic. You know, so I said yes. We went skydiving. One of the worst decisions I've ever made. Uh, You know, I'm hanging out over this plane with this New Zealander strapped to my back with like two-dollar carabiners keeping me from death. Right, and it's like, why? Why am I doing this? You know, we say yes for all sorts of different reasons. But listen, church, when God asks you to say yes it becomes a matter of obedience. It's not about pride. It's not about growth. It's not about stupidity. It's not about, it's a matter of obedience. And check this out in 1 Samuel fifteen twenty What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, exclamation point, underlined, pay attention. That's what it's saying here. Obedience is better than sacrifice. See, as Christians, we want to we find all the rules. We want to find all the things we can check off the check. Well, I'm tithing, I'm going to church, I'm serving, I'm a dream center, turkey fry, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can do, right? But God's saying, okay, that's awesome. But your obedience is better than sacrifice, and your submission is better than the offering of rams. And so we see Jesus. This is crazy. I want you to listen to this. Jesus is about to make the ultimate sacrifice of his very life. And I've never put this together until now. But you know what was even greater than that? His obedience to do it. The moment in the garden. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now. You guys got to go with this revelation. The moment that we're about to read about today. This moment where Jesus is literally knelt down before God, begging him, take this cup from me. This is where the real battle was fought. It was in Jesus's yes. Once he went for it, once he jumped into the action, we see that, we celebrate that, we talk about that. But the moment that God will look down and thought, man, look at my son. It wasn't this beautiful victory moment. It wasn't a crowd and fanfare. It was alone by himself, sweating blood, begging God to take it. God said, no, you got to do it. And Jesus, his son, said, okay. The father was like, man, that I honor even over sacrifice. That's what God wants from you today. That's what he wants from me. Our willingness to say yes to him, even when it's difficult. Now listen, we, look at, we can look at just organisms in general. If you introduce pain into the smallest organism, what does it do? It wants, it wants to move back. You can watch any child when they reach up on a stove or on an oven or something like that. They touch it. What do they do? They jump back. But Jesus, like he always does, God, like he always does, he's asking us to go against the natural order of things. And he's asking us to go towards the pain. He's asking us to run into the fire. And so my encouragement before we dive into the text today is this. If you will get your heart prepared today to say there might be some pain involved in this, yes. But I'm going to do the unnatural thing. I'm going to do the Christ-like thing and I'm going to run toward it. I believe, just like our brothers Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego the Lord is about to burn things off of you with that fire. As you run into the fire of obedience, God's going to burn things off of you that shouldn't be there. And yes, it'll be painful, but you're going to come out better on the other side. But first, got to say yes. So. Let's dive in. Let's look at what the fire of obedience looked like for our Savior. It was hard for him. It's going to be hard for us. But let's see how he did it, because I'm telling you, he, he had a system. He had a way of doing it. And this is just some personal revelation that God gave me through this. And I hope it encourages you today. So verse 36, we're going to start there. Then Jesus went with them. And I underline that word, them, if you'll underline that. Sometimes it's good just to hone in on a word just one word in a, in a verse, and ask God some questions about it. That's what we're about to do with that. So then Jesus went with them to where we are in this story, the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there, okay? Number, number one, the first thing I think Jesus did was he assembled a team. Who, who is them in that sentence? That's what I started asking myself. Well, these were the top of the top. These were the dudes that he trusted the most. He had a group of dudes he trusted, but th- these were the ones he trusted the most. He had a them in his life. To say yes to the Lord, I'm telling you, you're going to need them. You're going to need people around you. I'm not going to linger on this point long because next week, the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Bronson Chambers, Duke the second or third or fourth. I'm not sure which number, but there's there's <laughs> there's a history. Um, <laughs> He's going to be preaching about how we need to surround ourselves with people, with a them, with a group that can help us walk with the Lord, to say yes to God. Jesus had this. If he had it, we better have it. Okay? Let's move into verses 37 through 38, and I'm going to start really encouraging you. And taking these guys, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. In order to say yes to God, we have to expect sorrow and we have to expect trouble. You're welcome. <laughs> and you're like, man, I wanted to come to church in 2021 and hear a different message. <laughs> I don't want, I'm, I'm tired of expecting sorrow and trouble. Let me tell you why I believe that it's important that we expect that. Could you imagine a coach, like just before a game, he walked in the locker room. He's like, what's up team? All right, here we go. We're going to get ready. This is going to be a perfect season. We're not going to lose a game. We're not going to have any injuries. We're not going to run into any trouble. We're not even going to be challenged. And guess what? If we're challenged, we're going to pretend we're not. Because I can't deal with strife. I can't deal with struggle. If you've got a problem, I want you to bear it deep down and never talk about it. If we lose, I want to come into the locker room and pretend that we won. Okay. One, two, three. Ignorance. You know what I mean? Like, like, this would be the worst. Like, this team would be ridiculous. No good coach is doing that. A good coach is coming in and saying, hey, this year we're going to run into trouble. This year there's going to be strife. There's going to, we're going to lose games, but guess what we do? We get back up, and we get back in the game. This year there's going to be brothers turning against brothers. There's going to be sisters turning against sisters. There's going to be sisters and brothers turning against sisters and brothers. This all's going to happen. But what matters is how do we overcome and keep going and keep fighting for a common cause of victory? So let's be ready to say yes to the Lord. we got to be ready for sorrow and trouble. We can't let it catch us off guard and freak us out. Bronson and I were talking this week about America's favorite coach, Nick Saban. And, uh, at least he's my favorite. I just I've, I got tired of rooting for losers, you know, hog fans. And uh, sorry, just alienated the room. Um, but I was like, man, like, I'm just going to root for the SEC. Nick Saban wins a lot. I just want that. Anyway, Bronson and I were talking about Coach Saban and he gave this interview where they were like, you know, coach, you know, this is a hard year, difficult things, you know, the COVID crisis, the quarantining, the uncertainty. And he just like stared at the camera and was like, they're like, how did you do it? And he was like, I live for this. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what a freaking man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so hard. Oh man. You know, like, I mean, no, he was like, I live for this because I'm a leader and that's what leaders do. You know what, Christians? we live for this. We live to walk into sorrow and pain and say, don't matter. I'm saying yes to God because I know that while trouble may be here now, I'm going to overcome this trouble because I have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So in verse 38, he goes on a little bit further and he says, so he says, my soul is sorrowful. Please remain here and watch with me. I think it's important that we get people praying for you. I need to get people praying for me in my life. To say yes to the Lord, I need to be vulnerable with people around me. This is Jesus. He, he knows, by the way, that these dudes are about to fail him, <laughs> but he still was vulnerable. I think there's something in that that we need to learn from. We think people are gonna fail us, so we stop getting vulnerable. He knew they were gonna fail him, and he still got real. He still got vulnerable. Why? Because he understood the spiritual rules that govern our world, okay? If I drop this microphone, it's going to fall straight from my hand and make a real loud thud on the ground. I'm not going to do it because Michael Monroe, even though he was hobbled, would still make his way up here and swiftly kick me, okay? So, but that's called gravity, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just there. Like, if you climb up on top of a building right here, be like, I believe That's not a good day, okay? It's just, it's not going to work. Gravity exists. Jesus knew that there were spiritual laws placed in the world, even before they were written in his word, like this. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. We need people praying for us. So I just want to encourage you, even though we can pretty much be certain that people will fail us, We can be certain that our vulnerability might be used against us. I encourage you, keep doing it. Keep getting others to pray. To say yes to the Lord, we're going to need that. We need heaven moving, and there's a spiritual law that exists that says when more people are praying, more of heaven is moving. So amen and amen again. I'm going to get people to pray. Um, Matthew 26, 39, however, gets us to the point where we understand Jesus went a little further, and what did he do? He fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Would you begin to pray over your life? To say yes to God, I need to pray. This is something, listen, I, I was, when my wife and I were going through this season of questioning and trying to figure things out, and it was back in September and October, I was like, God, what could I have done differently? What are the things that I could have done that could have helped me to be stronger in this season, to hear from you better in this season? And he said, well, for starters, you could have prayed. And I was like, well, but God, I had this great team of intercessory prayer warriors. Don't you know them, Lord? They come to you before you. They sup in your supping room. You know, like they, they, they drink from the goblet of epic and they pray prayers that I shan't pray. You know, whatever. I, I, I was, and God's like, listen, never vacate the role of intercessor over your own life. Never do that. Every one of you in here, I don't care if you're a Christian, it's day one, or you've been a Christian for longer than I've been alive and longer than anybody else in this room has been alive. You have authority over your life, your family, and your world that no one has because you have been given authority over the power of the enemy. That is your heritage in the Lord, okay? And if you decide, well, I want to give it away to Bronson. Bronson's going to be my pastor, and he's going to pray for me. No, 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 no. You, not Bronson, has been given authority over the enemy in your life. And I realize that I've been abdicating. I've been given away this massive role in my life to stand firm over what the enemy wanted to do. And guess what, baby? We're done with that. Dr. Beck's standing right in that spot, and I pray that you would stand in the same place, powerfully, strongly, understanding that God has put the armor of God on you to stand strong for your family. So Jesus, what did he do? He said, yeah, I got my boys praying, but God, and he fell on his face. If we're not falling on our face before the Lord, I believe we're not gonna hear from heaven on how to say yes to him. We're not gonna have the strength from heaven to ward off the enemy so that we can say yes. We can walk in our yes. And a couple quick tips on prayer, how Jesus did it. He was honest. He was transparent. Please, please, we're gonna talk about this in just a second, but don't be afraid to be honest and transparent. How ridiculous. He knows everything about you. (laughs) He's with you all the time. And we're like, if I just hide it enough from God, He won't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous the way we think. Be real with Him, He can handle it. But then, as soon as you're real, I'm asking you to also submit and obey. Okay, the only way we're going to do this is if we have some of uh, what happens in this next moment. In verse 40, He came back to the disciples and He found them sleeping. We'll stop right there. Jesus is already struggling. He's already disappointed with what he has to do. And then he comes back and his best friends have now disappointed him some more. They're sleeping. They're not, they're not hanging with him. And I just, I, I wanna hit this really quick. In order to say yes to the Lord, we have to trust the Father above everything else. I just see that there's, we live in a world where it's like, man, I wanna trust. I, yeah, I trust you, God, but, but man, my family, You know, that's where I I gain my strength. Your family's going to get shaken, people. Doesn't matter what you think, what you do, how hard you work. There are going to be days where your family's going to get shaken. Well, Chris, that's okay, but I got this spiritual leader. You don't even know him, but, man, this dude, hey, (laughs) take a look at the fallen warriors of our world. You put your your, your trust in that, you're going to get shaken, right? Okay, wow. I put my faith in the government. No, we don't do that. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, gosh. Oh, what is this, 1952? Oh, boy. I tell you, ever since Dom, it's been hard. But um, anyway. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, that was just ridiculous what I almost said there. Oh, I make myself laugh. Okay, listen. We got to put our trust in something more solid, and that's the Father. And so I want to read this scripture to you, and I want to challenge everybody in this room. I'm begging you to go there with me today, because I don't think I'm—I'm I'm not here yet, but I want to be. Isaiah 40, 31. Come on, this scripture is something that we know, we hear, we, we, we write it on walls. I mean, this is it. Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Let's go through this, okay? Okay. They will renew their strength. You want to know why we got so many people tired and weary, and walking around our world like they can't get through. You want to know why? Because they're not trusting the Lord. You want to know why we have people that can't see above the mess, that can't see above the fray. Everything's murky and fearful and afraid in their life. Why? Because they're not trusting the Lord. You want to know why we live in a world where people are, they're saying, I'm not saying yes to the Lord anymore, and they're just fainting. They're falling out all over the place. You can see them on social media falling out and giving up. You can see them marriages breaking apart, falling down. You can see anger. You can see division. You know why? Because people aren't trusting in the lord that 's why, but if we trust the lord let 's go to the opposite direction, we will renew our strength we 'll walk out of those doors and we 'll walk into a world at war and we 'll walk out clothed in the armor of God, ready to go to war and fight for something bigger than ourselves that 's exactly what we 're going to do amen if we 'll go and do that all of a sudden, everything that 's confusing, everything right now i 'm telling you this can happen for you right now, that murky feeling that you 've got about everything. Whoop. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, what? What happened? You put your trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Let me encourage you with something about that verse. You know the quickest way to get anywhere? A straight path. (laughs) I'm trying to get somewhere quick all the time. And what God's telling me is, you better just settle down, trust me, and I'll get you there. It's the quickest way. But you, you think it's so much longer. No, no. He will make your path straight, directly toward what he has for you. You'll see it. He wants to give you clarity. He wants to help you put your trust in the Lord. Jesus did it, even though it was painful, even though it was difficult. Let's keep going. Verse 40. So he came to the disciples. We know he found them sleeping. I love this part. He said to Peter, man, bro, <laughs> this is my translation. You couldn't just watch for me for like one hour? I'm Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's, you got to realize these guys have seen Jesus do miracles. They've seen him raise people from the dead. They've seen all these things. They had, took a basket of food and he turned it into like this, the biggest food march in the world. Like, everybody get some food. Like, I mean, he's, and, they, and he says, hey, could you hang out and pray for a second? And they fall asleep. I don't understand. But he, he's like, man, come on. You couldn't do this. Watch and pray. So then look, look at what he does. For verse 41. Watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Would you be willing to lead through your pain? Would you be willing to lead through the valley that you're in? Guys, I'm about to challenge you. I believe that we cannot say yes to God because somewhere along the line, the pain, the valley gets too dark, the pain gets too real, and we decide I'm not going to lead through it. I'm just going to go through it. Jesus didn't do that. He's in the worst pain. He's begging God. He turns around. His friends are wussing out on him, and he still led them. He still led through the pain. I believe that we rob ourselves of some things when we stop leading through the pain. One, you rob yourself of the blessing of people helping you. If you get out there and you're like, God, even though I'm in this pain, I'm going to still be a Christ follower. I'm still going to lead the way I need to in my world. People are going to rise up around you and help you. You know how I know this? Because I'm experiencing it in my life. I've met with some of you guys, talked to you about some of the things I've went through. And I'm telling you, man, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to keep leading. Even though there's confusion, there's pain, there's there's bitterness that can come, there's what all these things can happen. God's not asking you to hit pause on who you are. He's asking you to lead through the valley. And the other reason I believe what we rob the world of is we rob the world of people leading them through the valley. When you hear people talk like this, like, oh, welcome DLR, Hi, I'm Chris, Christopher Charles, actually, my full name, and I've been pastoring for many years. It's been an amazing journey, epic victory. My conquests have been great, and most of them have been because how good I am. <laughs> I remember when I was a sinner. Boy, oh boy! Twenty years ago, it's hard to hard to remember. Actually, I'm I'm so great now, but uh, I remember that one time when I <laughs> I got upset with my wife. <laughs> Honey, do you remember that? Thank God, those days are over. Oh, I'm such an amazing man. Uh, anyway, so uh, what was I talking about? My perfection or sin? I can't remember. Oh, sin! Why are you a sinner? You know, like all of a sudden we go in. Don't sin. We need to stop sinning. We need to. And it's like people feel like you're yelling at them. Why do you think people say "stop preaching at me"? It's because they don't see your vulnerability. They don't see your pain. We get on Facebook and Twitter, and I've done it too. And we vent and we yell and we're not being vulnerable. Why you? Why are you venting? Why are you yelling? What's the pain underneath that? What's the sin underneath that? What valley are you in that you have to go to that? Let's get real in our valley to lead people through so the world can stop seeing a bunch of Christians waiting on perfect conditions to lead. Newsflash, perfect conditions are not coming. So the world is void of Christians leading because we're all waiting for our own perfection or the world's perfection, neither of which will ever happen. And it's the devil's greatest tool. So it's time for us to lead through our valley. Amen. I was meeting with some of the guys from M18. They're not here today. I'm mad at that because I wanted to encourage them. They, they've got COVID, a bunch of We need to be praying for those guys. It's our recovery group here at New Life. And gosh, it's incredible. And I was meeting with one of them just to show you, this, this young man's going through a divorce. This young man is trying to trying to stay clean and off of drugs. We're meeting and I was talking to him about my, my problems. Oh, you know, my future is murky. I don't know what to do with my calling. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to downplay my own stuff. But, you know, I, in the middle of me saying this to this young man who's going through all this, I was like, golly, I'm an idiot, you know, or whatever. But he didn't do that. He loved me. He was like listening and he was talking to me about his stuff. I was talking to me, him about mine. And he stood up from the table. He turned around and he said, Hey, man, you know what makes murky water clear again? Being still boom, dropped the mic, walked out of mugs. You know what I mean? Just like that. And I was just like, (laughs) I just got Jesus jukes. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, whoa. I just had to, I mean, I almost did a victory dance in the mugs there, but it would have been weird, and I don't know what people would have thought. I don't dance well. Um, Listen, that's a young man leading through his valley, leading a pastor through his valley. Would you just let the Holy Spirit speak to you? Be, be the kind of Christ follower that says yes to leading through the valley. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 42, we're almost done. We're almost done. Again, for the second time, he went and he prayed. This is the second time he's done this. Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, that's, uh, th- let, let it pass, otherwise your will be done. I just want you to write down the word in your heart or uh, somewhere in your notes, submit. At some point, you're gonna have to submit. And something I want you to understand about submission is this. Listen, submitting is when you don't agree. Submitting is when it doesn't feel good. <laughs> like when, when my wife wants me to, you know, do something around the house, it's like, th- th- like it, when I want to do like, hey, Chris, let's, let's go on an awesome vacation and hike mountains together. I don't have to submit to that. <laughs> yes, let's do that. You know, when she's like, hey, Chris, Oh, man, it's been a long day. I need you to clean all this up, take care of the kids, and put them to bed because I don't want a thing to do with them right now. I'm gonna, Mom's going to go crazy, you know, when she says that. It's time for me to submit and go, you got it, babe, because I'm a perfect man that does everything correct. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> I have to submit. There are times when we have to submit when we don't like it, when we don't agree. That's what Jesus was doing. And so here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you is there's a lot of times I don't want to submit. But here's what I do every day. I do this every day. I get up and I say, God, my life is yours. My family is yours. My future is yours. I give them into your hands. Your hands are more capable than mine. If you want to learn how to submit, begin to every day. Just give your life to God. Guess what? Around breakfast time, I'm trying to take it back. Then lunch, I'm trying to take it back again. Then at night, I'm trying to take it back again. But I just keep going back, God. I give my life, my family, my future into your hands. Your hands are more capable than mine. Do with it what you will. I believe that the Lord, to say yes to God, you gotta do that, because he's gonna ask you for things you don't wanna do. Okay, lastly, in verse 44, actually not lastly, I lied, we're almost done. So leaving them again, okay? So he comes back, they're sleeping again, by the way. Then he goes away again for a third time and prayed, saying the same words, God, Seriously, like one more time. Are you sure if I don't pester you, if I pester you enough, will you take this cup from me? And the Lord says, no. He says, you got to do it. And here's where I want to just pastor you for a second. Please don't be ashamed of your weakness. Please. I'm standing up here before you. I got to fight off emotion right now. I'm just a dude that's weak. There's nothing special about me other than the fact that Jesus loves me enough to give me everything I need and then I'm going to say yes today. That's it. We're the same. We're the same. But you can't be ashamed of your weakness. Listen, guys, I've, I've had a, I've, in my past, I'm going to go through it. I've had a, addiction to pornography in my life. In my life, I've had anger. I've been abusive in that anger. I've had a, the moment where I had a gun in my hand, and I was willing to kill somebody. And I know I killed that person in my mind. Jesus said, I'd already done that. So if you look at this, I'm an adulterer, I'm an abuser, and I'm a murderer. (laughs) In Jesus' way of looking at things when it comes to sin. But when it comes to freedom, in Jesus' way of looking at things, I am redeemed. I am set free. I am above and not beneath. I'm an overcomer. I am more than an overcomer in Christ. And so by bringing that weakness, by bringing that shame to him, come on, you're dirt. Come on, people. All you in here like, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, Jesus is good. He's strong. Yeah, well, you weak, <laughs> and you need to get real, okay? And it's time for us to get real about it and stop faking it, man. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm not doing it anymore. When I sit with guys now, I'm talking about the real stuff. I'm in the valley. We're talking about the valley, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Why? Because Jesus can handle it and I can't, and you can't, and we try to harbor our own weakness. Bring our weakness to God and let his strength cover your weakness so you can do all things through Christ by saying yes to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay, I promise I was not preached too much. I gotta keep going. Okay, so last but not least, this is my favorite part. Jesus, in verse 46, I'm sorry, verse 45, then he came to the disciples and said to them, <laughs> they're sleeping again. He said to them, come on, come on. Sleep and take your rest later on. And Caleb, if you're in here, man, it's time to play that preacher music. I'm ready to roll. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Everybody, at some point in time, we've got to rise and get to work. It's time to rise and go do what the Lord is asking you to do. And so I want to encourage every single person in here, Will you say yes to God today? Come on, what is it? Is it a spirit of unforgiveness that you've got in your life and you're refusing just to say, yes, I forgive? Is it something he's asking you to give of yourself? He's saying, please, I need you to give this. I need you to open up your heart and give of your time, give of your effort, give of something, just give it away. And you're just saying, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm holding on. Just say yes. Say yes to him. Is it that moment where you're going, you know what? I gotta make that call I'm so nervous. I can feel my hands are sweaty, you know what I mean? But I got to make that call and reach out to somebody and be kind to them, invite them to church, whatever it is. I'm, I can't fill in your yes, but you know right now, you know why you know what it is? It's, it's, there's a little pit in your heart. You can feel that nervousness rising up. What is it that Jesus is asking you to say yes to? So here, let's go back to New Zealand. Here we are, Kat and I walking this little tarmac, there was a little plane over there. It looked very dangerous and rickety. There was a man with a bearded, bearded, beard thing, braided beard. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> a braided beard, and he was packing a parachute, and he was smoking weed while doing it. And I thought to myself, I'm progressive, but... <laughs> But I don't know. And uh, can you think straight on weed? I don't know. Okay, so we're, my pride urged me forward to keep saying yes, you know. So we get on the plane. We're way up in the air, 12,000 feet, something 12,000 feet up there, and the world was far away. Uh, and let me tell you, there's, there's only one thing worse Than flying through the air, strapped to a New Zealander with $2 carabiners on you and the parachute that the high guy with the braided beard packed. Okay? There's only one thing worse than that. You know what it is? Hanging out over the plane, waiting to say yes to that leap. That was worse. But once you let go, you realize I'm not in control. And my God, he's a lot more of a sure thing than that parachute, than that trained-ish professional (laughs) strapped to my back. And that chute opened, and I hit the ground safely. And I just believe in here that when you say yes, you're gonna start feeling so much more free. And I believe when Jesus said yes, look at me, everybody look at me the hardest part of his journey was done. Think about that. Think about it. Think about what he went through. The hardest part of his journey was done when he stood up and he said, rise and let us go. And so today I want to encourage you. Today you might feel like a lamb, weak and unable, but I encourage you to rise and rise again until lambs become lions until we stand strong and we look at an enemy that comes after us and we say, you can back down because I've risen and risen again, just like my savior, the lamb, but the lion. That's you, that's what he wants in you. God, I lift up every person in this room right now who's struggling with their yes. I pray that they could walk with you, say yes to you, go forth with you. God, I pray boldness and courage over them. God, I pray for strength inside of them that they've never seen, never known. Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged in this place. So with nobody looking around, I just pray right now that you could understand this could be a moment for you to say yes. If that's you and you're in here and you need to say yes to the king, my hand's going up with you. But would you lift your hand? One, two, three. Who needs to say a yes to God right now? Lift your hand. Come on, I pray right now for the hands being lifted for the yeses going up to heaven, for the moments that are happening with you. God, give them the ability to stand in this moment, the rest of their life, to believe that this is from you. And God, I pray that for those, Lord, that they're still wrestling, that they would know that you love them, you are with them, that you're gonna help them. And Lord, I pray against the spirit of shame. We'll keep going. Pray against the spirit of shame that can come on us. Lord, we are okay in our weakness because we have your strength. Give us the ability to be so real and raw with you. Help us live like you did, Jesus, saying yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, Pastor Bronson here. I just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.